BAM Radio Network. I took a risk, and yeah, I may have failed, but guess what? I can turn that into, I don't really like the word failure, because you can turn everything into a success if you learn from it and take that as a lesson. Well, the reason you don't want to get up is because you got so comfortable, you're to the point that, ugh, I don't think I want to do this, when in all reality, that's the thing that you actually need. So kids are the same way. Welcome to Sat Chat Radio, the chat for current and emerging school leaders. This is Brad Curry. And this is Scott Rocco. And this is Billy Krakauer. Welcome to another episode of Sat Chat Radio. We are actually live from L2L, which is the Leader to Leader Conference hosted by ASCD down in Arlington, Virginia. We have a beautiful view today, and I'm here with Lavana Roth, who will be telling us a little bit about herself, and we're going to be talking today about growth mindset. So, Lavana, let's talk a little bit about what you do, the books you've written, and how it applies to growth mindset. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on here. So thank you to Scott and Brad and yourself, Billy. Um, I am. I'm Lavana Roth, and I have the privilege of working with teachers primarily around the United States, but also around the world. And my focus is on taking brain research, so neuroscience, neuropsychology, and saying, how does the brain learn? So I'm curious, you know, for a moment, think to yourself, when you took courses for your degree, did you ever have a class on how the brain learns? And if you said psychology, make sure you pull that one out, because most of us don't have to take psychology. So what I found is that if you take how the brain learns, and that's such a powerful tool in itself, now marry that with some strategies, which I'm glad you you know mentioned my books, because I do have eight books out there, one um, called Brain Power Strategies to Engage All Learners, and then I have a seven-book series that's Brain Powered Lessons to Engage All Learners. And what I've done there is I've looked at, okay, what are some strategies that are really powerful that align with how the brain learn, but also focus in on the many demands that teachers have on their plate? So let's say differentiation, you think of higher order thinking, oh, by the way, make sure you engage kids. We want them to do the thinking. So I took all those components as a challenge. I said, okay, how can I help meet the needs of teachers, but more in a one-stop spot? So taking brain research, marry that with one of these strategies, and take that with what it is that you teach and put it all together for a very powerful package. So when we look at growth mindset versus a fixed mindset, the growth mindset is the science helps us kind of understand the why behind what we do. So I know sometimes we come into you know professional development. I've been there myself as a teacher for 10 years. And when we look at it, walk into the PD, we're thinking, okay, really, one more thing. You're going to tell me one more thing I have to do. you know. And I, I see it. I see the body language. I see the arms crossed with frustration. Yet, you know, when you hear some of that background as to, okay, this is why kids need to be up moving. And I know some of the resistance right there is, a, whoa, 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 you want my kids up moving, but what if I lose control? Or how do I get them to really stay on task if they don't? Well, that's the beauty. There's so many ways to do this. But when you come into it with a growth mindset and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to walk away with here either with one new thing and or I'm going to walk away with, okay, I did know all of this, but guess what? I'm taking it to a level of mastery. And that's what I'm going to challenge you with. When you go into professional development, you have that growth mindset. And even if it's a topic that you personally even deliver yourself, you know, or in your classroom, you feel that you are dynamo at, how can you say, okay, one thing I didn't know, or man, I totally forgot about that, but I could totally embrace that and put that back in and or even take it to the level of mastery. And it's so important. I, I my, myself is an elementary teacher, and I actually purchased two of your books, and they are. They are helpful in the fact that the kids can't just be sitting there anymore. They need to be moving around. They need to be engaged. And oftentimes, you know, there's a question out there that how can we create a school culture that supports risk failing rather than punishes it? 
Ooh, good one. So I think a lot of times we first of all have to be to be willing to be risk takers ourselves. I think it starts with us. You know, so the importance of making sure that we have, you know, ourselves in the circle of comfort. And we all have that. We all have that comfort zone and we get a little nervous about stepping out of it and oh, I don't know, a change is not a good word for a lot of people. But I'm gonna challenge you to do that. You know, put one foot outside of that circle and when you try it and if you fail, so what? What's the worst thing? And that's a question I want you to really think about it. What is a fear that you have that's stopping you? And what's the worst thing that would happen if you did it? The very worst thing. And keep thinking the bottom of the worst of the worst. And then say, flip that and say, but what if? And you know, Billy, I, a choice that I made a while back, I was in a major car accident back in March 11th, 2010. And it was one where Highway Patrol thought no one would survive. And I value that moment to this day because it shifted some things for me that I don't want to leave this world wondering what if. I want to know, you know what, I tried this and I did that. And so when it comes to a school, you know, you being willing to model that is the same culture of taking a risk. And when you make a mistake, you know, don't don't go, okay, um, yeah, I meant to do that and cover that up. Instead say, you know what, here's an opportunity for me to be a role model for other kids and for them to see that I took a risk and yeah, I may have failed, but guess what? I can turn that into, I don't really like the word failure because you can turn everything into a success if you learn from it and take that as a lesson. Um, we can also look at, you know, making sure that we know our students and how do we take what they have been through as an adversity and really use that to charge them in an understanding that that truly is a benefit. And to give you an example, this past June, I gave a commencement speech for a graduation. And what I didn't realize was the school that I was walking into had five years ago had zero high school diploma graduates. And three years ago, they had two Two years ago, they had 18, and this year they actually had a class of 55. And so these are students who come from, you know, for example, seven of them were teen moms. Many of them were homeless, kicked out by their parents, just really had a rough life and had actually been kicked out of their own high school, you know, for just seeing, oh, we're going to send you to alternative education. And the cool thing about this was that I kept thinking, how am I going to relate to these students? But what ended up happening was once I heard their stories, I actually realized there was quite a few things from my past that could have easily been a fixed mindset, but instead I said, you know what? How do I turn this to work in my favor? Like, in other words, to work for me, not against me. And I mean that mentally. You know, how do I make some decisions that are great going forward? And so I think we just, again, we have to take, be willing to take some of those risks and look at some of the things we've done in our life. And if you think you haven't failed, I promise you, you have. But I also think if you've looked at your failures, you have at some point turned those around into complete successes. Thank you. That, that's great. Now, one last question. With the brain power and thinking about how you can really grow students' mind, and looking at your books, is I know your books are phenomenal. Can you give maybe one or two examples from your book that you would recommend to that and overall relying across all the books that maybe there's one theme that you can tell people because I know the books are broken down into different grades, but just one overall theme that you wanted to share. Well, here's the one thing I increase. It's, it's one of the things I really look for in classrooms. Um, you know, when, when we think about anxiety, anxiety is a level of stress. Um, fear is a level of stress. And so learning to reduce that is huge. And so having your your classroom be a warm, fuzzy environment. And I, You know, there's kind of a loose term to the word fuzzy, and you can kind of determine what that means. But do kids, when they enter in, do they feel safe? And one of the things I encourage you to put in is more movement. And so when I have the privilege of working with teachers, you know, sometimes going into the classroom and coaching them, um, or even during professional development workshops, one of the things that I talk to them most about is movement. You know, getting that oxygen 
oxygen to the brain. And I have a saying, when the bum is numb, the brain is drained. And that's just that reminder to get the kids up and moving. I mean, if you think of how many times you sit, and then there's times where you don't even want to get up, well, the reason you don't want to get up is because you got so comfortable you're to the point that, oh, I don't think I want to do this, when in all reality, that's the thing that you actually need. So kids are the same way. You start seeing some resistance where they're like, oh, they're making me get up. Well, give it some energy. You know, Give it some power where the kids are like, okay, how do I not stand up with that excitement? I want to, yeah, give me energy. Give me energy. So uh, I encourage you to do movement, and that's all throughout the books, that even in the, the first book I wrote, Brain-Powered Strategies to Engage All Learners, there's a section on strategies that say think and move. But movement is all the way throughout because it's the power of locking that learning into the brain as well as the engagement. And now when kids are doing that, they're having fun. Now, if somebody wanted to, you know, listen into this and wanted to get one of your books, can you just share where they could find that information? Absolutely. So my website is probably the best place to go. So it's lavanainc.com. So that's L-A capital V-O-N-N-A. Inc.com. And you can order them directly from there, and I'm happy to personalize it if you want it personalized to yourself or to give it as a gift to another colleague. This has been another episode of Satchat Radio, sponsored by Evolving Educators. Check us out at www.evolvingeducators.com. Thank you for listening to Satchat Radio on the BAM Radio Network. This is Brad Curry. And this is Scott Rocco. And this is Billy Krakauer signing off. This program is produced by Accretive Media for the BAM Radio Network. Thanks for listening.